I am so happy that we're back, and I'm going to tell you another thing. I, I just can't get the song out of my head. It's big, dude. It's big. Every time, Lewandowski. They play this thing like seven times a match. Perford! One more, one more time. One more time. Okay. Okay, Lawrence, here we are, back again. That should be our new theme song. Well, it, it probably will become that if we only focused on the Bundesliga, because I know when it came back, you were so happy to inform me that at a certain point, the interest in the race for the league title would become so insignificant that you'd really only be looking at relegation. Could Paderborn possibly move up from the bottom of the table? It doesn't look like it. Verde Bremen, uh, are they falling? And, and with a young talent like Josh Sargent, the uh, American on their squad, you, you wonder, you know, what's happening? Are they going down to the two, the deuce, if you will, for the Bundesliga? But, you know, I have been watching this stuff so intently and have really enjoyed watching, especially the work of uh, Stanley Tucci and Big Pharma. And Kai Harvitz has been incredible. I, I, I speak of Peter Bosch and the Bayer Leverkusen squad that uh, really has got like some interesting feel to it. And, and uh, like Schalke is a little bit interesting watching Weston McKinney, another American from, um, I believe, Little Elm, Texas and Denton County in North Texas. Uh, great stories in the Bundesliga as it relates to American players playing in that league and the feeling of having some control back in life was really special a couple of weeks ago when they were the first of the major leagues to come back in world sport. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, I, I'm still, honestly, I'm just going to be honest with everybody, I'm still trying to fully enjoy German soccer. There's just something about it that just doesn't quite do it for me. That being said, though, I mean, it, it was great. It was great to have back. Uh, it is impressive to watch. You know, even sitting around and watching a team like Byron play, and, and seeing how they move the ball and just how impressive they are. And, you know, I, 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 I was. I was happy that it was back on. And uh, I found some joy in watching it. Yeah, I watched the Leverkusen, the, the draw today. Uh, the, today's Sunday. We're taping on Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good soccer. It's good quality technical soccer. The games move quickly. I mean, there is something about the fact that there's Byron who is the best team. And then there's Dortmund, who everybody kind of wants to pretend is the second best team. I guess they are the second best team, but, you know, Byron basically runs away with it usually. And then you have a couple of these other teams, Mönchengladbach, that are interesting to watch. They stay in the hunt so that they can play in Europe. You kind of have to skew your vision a little bit, I think, to truly enjoy German soccer. But you're right, Lawrence. It's, It's when it's the only thing on, it's much more exciting. Well, I mean, I'll find some of these subtexts interesting throughout all of this. And I've really had the opportunity to dive deep and really spend some time with it and binge on it. I mean, Christian Strike and what he's done with Freiburg has been quite interesting to watch because they play hard. And then with Leipzig, that is a story with uh, Julian Nagelsmann. You, you got to say, what has RB Leipzig done to be a force, not just in that league, but kind of make some noise and be agitators? I mean, this to me 
has had so many different folds to it that I just haven't worried too much about that Bayern Munich has all but won the league. I mean, there's one more victory and it's done. No, I mean, you're right. And and there is some interest in the other leagues as they come back, that there is still a title race. But, you know, in the major leagues right now, I mean, in, in the Premier League and uh, in German soccer, yeah, first place is not necessarily a debatable thing. It's 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 pretty cut and dry. But there are a lot of aspects of German soccer that I'm starting to like. And, you know, the other aspect is, is that, honestly, it's like it's a good league. Like, I like it because it's a it's a good league. I like what they're doing. I know, of course, Lawrence, we can't go through a show, uh, especially our first show back in a while, and not speak about how this world is starting to recognize problems with racial disparity, uh, problems with the treatment of people strictly because of the color of their skin. And to see what... The Bundesliga, not really the first league I was going to think that was going to really come out and, and really make strong statements. Um, you know, it just makes me say, yeah, this is good for world soccer. I'm glad that Bundesliga is the first back because it is it is a league that you can sit there and watch and find interest in, not just the play on the field, but just the way that it's run, the community aspect of most of the teams and the way they're involved and uh, the players uh, they're exciting players. They're interesting players. They're not just like these flashy superstars. You know, it, it, it's fun to watch Byron because it's fun to watch the players on Byron and the way they play. My son is a huge fan of, of Benjamin Pavard. And I was going to say his favorite players scored today. Marcelo scored, Sergio Ramos scored, and Pavard scored yesterday. But of course, Pavard scored an own goal. So I don't know if that really, <laughs> if that really counts. Mm-hmm. But no, German soccer, uh, it's been a great way to kind of get us back into the idea that sports is where it is, right? It's not the most important thing in the world. We're all realizing that, if we haven't already. But it's also great to have back because there is a joy you can find in sport, and there's a joy that both me and you share when it comes to the game of soccer. And yeah, German soccer, it's gotten us back in, and 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 we're getting the other leagues started to move forward. Uh, and, you know, the first weekend of La Liga, uh, I was excited. I don't know, Lawrence, if you've had, had the chance to catch up with your boy Ray Hudson on BN Sports, but uh, a good weekend in La Liga. No, most certainly. I, I will say this before we have you update this past weekend of La Liga action. The thing that the Bundesliga has done very interestingly as far as the television production was the first weekend there was dry sound and the people that do in-game entertainment, I guess were brought in in each different stadium because they were traveling to the different stadiums. You had what would be playing after a goal like we had in our uh, opening of our show uh, in, in Munich. But what you do have on the television broadcast is sounds that are being piped in run off a soundboard where it's a din of just basic cheering and chanting and song going at a low level and then they've got on the soundboard a way to trigger this is the kind of sound that would happen after a goal or this is after a a penalty is called and and bringing in just that audio when you're watching it on television i mean you don't obviously forget that a very fan-friendly league like that doesn't have people in the stands. You space that in your mind a little bit when you listen to 
the sounds that would be there. And somehow it's as comforting as if you were just watching it with folks in the crowd. I, like it, it really psychologically gives a lift. There is. I mean, look, first of all, I did find the whole thing interesting when there was no crowd noise, right? I find it interesting because you've, even though, it, well, with Byron or with German soccer, which is Byron, um, you know, I have no idea what they're saying. I don't speak German. Um, but I still enjoy to hear the ball, to hear the pass, to hear everything so cleanly, to hear them call for the ball. There's a certain interest I really have in that. The fake crowd noise, at first, I was like, this is stupid. But you know what? Today, watching, because it has moved over, watching the Madrid game today, you know, at the 20th minute, you hear the crowd, you know, applaud as they do. Uh, in the Bernabeu, of course they weren't in the Bernabeu today. They were they were in the on the second field. They're in the De Stefano, but yeah, there is something about it that makes you kind of just for a second say like, oh, everything's back to normal. And we have to recognize that there are things going on in this world, and we have to pay attention to them. But sports is supposed to be an escape, and it's nice when it is an escape. And so, I mean, little things like the crowd noise just make that experience of watching the games uh, a little more normal. So in the Coppa Italia with Juventus playing AC Milan and watching that on ESPN Plus, I noticed that in the arena, they had somehow amplified the dry sound. They didn't have the crowd noise, but they were piping in a louder feed of what just you heard in the arena. And it was almost like over the top of the announcers, it was louder and that was jarring. So what seems to be more jarring is when they don't filter in a little bit of the crowd noise to make it seem normal. I mean, it's Hollywood stuff, but bringing it all back into perspective, I really, really feel impressed, I guess the best way to put it is what the Bundesliga represents. And we have friends and, you know, folks that have listened to this show that, you know, come back and say to us, we don't really talk about it that much. But in this case, I think moving forward, this is something that I, for one, will be following more because connecting with the U.S. stars or just interesting stories like Wolfsburg's John Brooks and seeing a guy that wasn't really from America. His father was a serviceman and he grew up in Germany and this is the sport he found. Or we were talking about Weston McKinney earlier on Schalke. Uh, this is a kid that probably would have played college football in America and he's out there as a young guy making a real name for himself. as being a, a bona fide star in the midfield for Schalke. You've got to say that there are these stories that are emerging, I mean, from uh, Red Bulls and the MLS having uh, Tyler Adams for him to come to Leipzig, there's something to follow here. And it also, for me, showed that U.S. soccer has maybe a bit more of a bright future than I even realized seeing these guys playing like this at a professional level as such. And, you know, I know Landon Donovan did that back in the day, but watching it with your own two eyes and seeing it on television and really enjoying what FS1 and FS2 have done. And even I, when this thing started back up, got the Fox Sports Match Pass so I could see the matches that wouldn't be on FS1 or FS2. And then they've got their very well-produced wrap-up show for the week. It's it's been great television production. It's been really cool to see that. Well, you know, it has been, but I, I tell you, Lawrence, this weekend to me was the weekend that I was, I was excited because La Liga came back, and as, as much as the German soccer has been enjoyable, it, there was no... I, the joy I felt today watching Real Madrid play... Um, I mean, I can equate it to being a kid and Alabama, Tennessee 
you know, waiting to watch that game on, on, on CBS back in the day. It was like it, I was excited to turn on a game. And it was a bar. I mean, it was a, it was basically a scrimmage, you know. And they played well. Quatois actually had to make some big saves, um, but just the joy of La Liga coming back. Uh, very exciting weekend. Uh, Atletico Madrid. When we left, our last show was me and you singing the praises of Atletico Madrid with their huge win, their defeat of Liverpool, and now going to La Liga. Hey. It's no longer just like a fun television experiment. We are back in league play, and Atletico Madrid is in real trouble. They, right now, are on the cusp of not being able to play in Europe, when and if Europe comes back, of course. But, you know, they're standing outside the top four on the table right now, and, and you know, the, the storylines are already starting to build back up. Again, the, the, just the joy of having the games back on TV will wear off. And we will get back to the fact that this is a competition. And the competition is starting to take shape again in La Liga. You have Madrid and Barcelona, both with big wins this weekend. They didn't play the toughest competition. But it was fun to even watch Barcelona play, score those four goals. See Messi score, see Braithwaite score, see Arturo Vidal, you know, starting off the game quickly uh, with a with a great strike. And then uh, Tony Cruz in the Real Madrid game, scoring like two and a half minutes in. It, it was fun for it to be back, and now it's back, and it's and it's hitting its stride, and these games are going to go quick. I mean, this is going to be like Major League Baseball if Major League Baseball was played by people who actually wanted to go back and play their sport. Um, you know, these these La Liga games are going to be happening every two or three days, and it's it's exciting, Lawrence. I am excited to have it back. Again, the, the Barcelona game, I don't know if you caught it, but I mean— I, I like to watch Barcelona play. They're not my favorite team team, but I do enjoy to watch them play. And it was just great to just see them back on the field and to see the stars come through and, and do what they do best and, and give us that escape, give us that moment of joy when we see, you know, Marcelo's goal in the Real Madrid game, um, the beautiful, beautiful right-footed strike. And, you know, I was just I was I would have have not been more excited for a goal in a regular season game than that Marcelo goal just because I was like oh my god it's back finally something on TV that really excites me. Well, and also that they're picking up though time shifted from three months ago. Essentially, you've got the table where you know Barcelona is two points ahead of Real Madrid and. The other battles are kind of between three through seven and, you know, maybe even all the way down to nine. Like, it, it's it's going to be tight. I mean, places in Europe will be set from this that are interesting. I mean, there's a fight for next season's Champions League. I mean, like, there's all kinds of intrigue because the table wasn't, like, reset to say, oh, we're doing, like, a quick modified regular season to then start a playoffs of some sort. Like, American sports are having to contend with is the concept for how they pick back up. I mean, Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, we've seen how, you know, it, it's now Bayern's for the most part and always was. But, like, you've got this thing in La Liga where it is going to be a fantastic finish here. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a great race. And, and Lawrence... You know how much I love uh, any soccer that comes from a Spanish language country, whether it's our our personal favorite here, Liga MX, which will you know hopefully get uh, started on the right footing in July, or La Liga. But honestly, Aunt Lawrence, I know how much you love the Premier League, and how do you think it's going to as it starts back up? How do you think that first weekend's going to be? And 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 I I do feel. Uh, 
I'm happy. I'm happy for Liverpool. The other day I was listening to uh, Men in Blazers. We do, you know, listen to our friends over there. And uh, they were talking about, you know, Liverpool. And they were talking about John Oliver was on the show. Uh, John Oliver, the, the host of the HBO show. And, and he was talking about how he, he just wanted this to happen. He just wanted Liverpool to finally get to claim what is theirs after 30 years. You know, and it's like, yes, all these other things have happened, but God, can we just let can we just let Liverpool enjoy this one thing? So, I mean, yeah, the pre- Premier League's coming back, Lawrence. It, it'll be. Uh, it, I'm glad they're picking it right back up where they left off. Well, the Merseyside Derby being the first of the matches that Liverpool are participating in as they'll face uh, neighbors Everton on June 21st as Liverpool is at Everton and that's the marquee match uh, that weekend but you know like the whole thing does start on this coming Wednesday you know Aston Villa against the Blades and Sheffield United and uh, Man City hosting Arsenal so I mean at you know noon Pacific three Eastern in the United States of America you're able to watch Man City and Arsenal and yes it, it should be a little bit choppy at first we saw that when the Bundesliga came back, but it wasn't very long until they were really up to about the speed you'd expect. And, you know, the game presentation will be interesting to see, but for a Wednesday restart, that is pretty fun. And then, you know, Friday, Tottenham and Man United are matching up. So, I mean, like some interesting things to be watching here in the first weekend. I, uh, of course, got my eye on um, Wolves at West Ham on Saturday, but this is going to be a fun race to see the places where you would qualify for Europe. Will Chelsea hold that fourth spot? Can Man U move up? Wolves is at six right now. You know, they're not, but just two points behind Man U. Can they sneak into that fourth spot? And then, you know, really in the end, where does Man City finish? And, 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 uh, you know, let's not forget Leicester. I mean, they're right there, third in the table right now at 53 points. And it's, it's going to be, it really will be fun. And, and to that end, I mean, as we say all that, I mean, we can't forget seven and eight right now, Blades and Spurs. So, and heck, why do I say it? Just below that, Arsenal with what Arteta had started doing before play stopped. I mean, th- there is something to be watching here in the Premier League. Well, okay, so from an American sports fan perspective, A, it's great because there's nothing else going on. We can fully just enjoy soccer for what it is. It doesn't just be, it, you know, when everything's going on, it's, it's, it's hard even when you're a soccer fan to, like, fight through the noise and really just find excitement and joy in watching a single game and watching a Tottenham uh, game or just watching, the, you know, your Wolves play or something like that. But, but now it's... Now there's a little bit more pageantry around it because uh, it's the only thing going on. That being said, Lawrence, uh, uh, just a quick aside, a quick shift. As much as I, as happy as I am that these soccer leagues, all these European soccer leagues, are basically trying to pick up where they left off and doing a pretty good job considering everything that's going on. I actually think what MLS is doing is absolutely brilliant, and. I can give you a couple of reasons why, but I want to start out with kind of your reaction as you see this new MLS World Cup, Mundalito, whatever you want to call it, this kind of new way of, of uh, MLS going to present the, their new season. We're not going to call it the rest of the season, this new season. Uh, what was your reaction? What do you think about this? I mean, the thing is, in our country, there doesn't seem to be another way to do it other than bring everybody to the same spot. And they're talking about that with the NBA and how to do it in a couple of different places with the NHL. Um, I'm curious to see what the NFL is going to be thinking about how they're going to play with folks 
in the stands, not in the stands, traveling teams. I mean, you know, but the concept for how to do this, we're not going to be able to follow what some of these European countries are doing, I don't think. I, I think you do need to have it all in one area. And I think that it's good that they have this plan and they're doing something to have a plan that they can follow that's similar to what hockey laid out first basketball came in you know being very considerate to how does this look to take these tests the covid 19 tests away from potential patients that might need it while we use them to keep a bubble so to speak where we can have sports in america and i mean it's it's a real consideration and i think this answers to it and it's a good thing. I mean, and the fact also that their players union and the different owners were able to be harmonious and we're not seeing that with sports like baseball and it's not the right time. I mean, it's a, it's bad optics like for sports that are not figuring out how to make their sport happen. I, I'll go as far to say that I've been really enjoying watching NASCAR like, and, and I always have, but I've been really enjoying it because it's, interesting competition that you kind of realize okay so you have to do this on a track where there's not spectators but you're really not losing the sensory experience and you're not really losing anything as it relates to the crew chief speaking directly to the drivers and you following the strategy in race and there's been some incredible races since they did their restart i mean i i just think that we have to follow the model in the United States, most likely, where it's a campus and people are there and that's how this is done. Yeah, I mean, I, I from a logistics standpoint and from a player safety standpoint, of course, this is probably the only way it's going to work right now. I, Oh, God, you could go real deep into all the many different problems and hiccups and bad choices. But Let's look at this from a strictly soccer perspective. And I think what's great about what the MLS is doing is the fact that, okay, right now, unlike a lot of other times, they are actually competing for the eyeballs of soccer fans against top-quality soccer. MLS is good soccer. It's not top-quality soccer. It's not even close. But they've changed the competition enough to make it interesting to the avid soccer fan that if they have the choice between watching Byron or Real Madrid or Juventus or Minnesota United or, you know, Dallas or whatever, you know, who are they going to choose? Right. But now it's like, Oh, well this competition is making MLS more interesting, right? Because the competition itself and the way they're doing it is more interesting. And uh, I also think it's good as as an American sports league that's coming back and kind of showing that citizenship, that ability to be like, we are here to to entertain the nice people, as they used to say on Mr. Show. Um, you know, I think there's that aspect of it. I also think that as we go through this other major change beyond COVID, as we go through this other major change that's happening, mostly in the United States, but all around the world, as people look at at causes like Black Lives Matter, I think that we also are taking a deeper look at the leagues and the teams that we follow. And I will say that the MLS has done an excellent job of being that community citizen. And so there's a part of me that feels like, hey, you know what? Thank you, MLS, for trying to do the best you can with what you were given. So you definitely deserve 
my eyeballs as a fan. I mean, that's not giving them much, but you know, enough people feel that way. You get good ratings. The players make more money. They're able to do more things. The league grows. The competition gets better. But I think the MLS has done a great job of being great community citizens here in the United States. And I think they're making smart choices as an entertainment group on let's restructure how we do the league this this time during the summer. Uh, so that we are more entertaining and so that we do keep eyeballs. And so I think it's a really great league. You know, I just wish the I would just wish they just it's the cart before the horse. They need better players, but better players are going to come if the league continues to run better. Well, let's leave this show here. And it's kind of an upbeat concept that when looking at not just how the MLS was doing this, but the NBA has plans to do it, that. When you first heard of the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex in Orlando, you thought, wow, Disney buys a sports network and now there's a theme park essentially because of that. But think of what that offers, especially these courts in Orlando where you'll have basketball played and also these fields where they're wired for television. I would have never thought that this model that was created that just seemed to be like some sort of corporate synergy where we'd bring out high school teams to play at these venues in Orlando, that the pro leagues would end up needing this to already be plug and play and ready to go. It's it's fortuitous. It's unbelievable that this is what is being used in this regard, but it actually is the best example of some sort of corporate hegemony that I've ever seen happen in a way that's like ultra positive because it offers a solution. It does. And, and it is also a way as we've both kind of talked about in this show, the idea that there's a certain joy that sports brings. And I think all the recent developments that have happened in the world and here in the United States have really made us take a step back and think of what's really important and the thing is, is that, uh, and I think Jurgen Klopp said this, uh, maybe he didn't, but it was, uh, soccer is the most important, least important thing. <laughs> and I kind of buy, I mean, I like that idea that when it comes to sports, okay, we all understand that sports isn't life and death. All right. But God, it makes life so much more enjoyable. And I'm just so happy that it's just that it's back and, and, that we have so much we have so much farther to go we have so much farther to go dealing with this pandemic we have so much farther to go as a society and how we how we do things how we treat each other but, but you know sometimes you just need that that little thing that little thing that helps bring joy and balance to your life and and to to me and to you and to I think our listeners that's that's sport and and in this case it's the sport of soccer yeah, it's very good and let's honestly say that this trip down memory lane of what it once was to what it has become ends here and now as we move forward in the weeks ahead we will talk distinctly about what we're seeing in these races because as we've established la liga is going to be a great race premier league starting up is going to be i mean not a race at the top but a race for who plays in europe and you know, to who falls out. Um, there's really some cool soccer talk to be had, but I'm certainly happy and very, very thrilled and uh, relieved in many ways, both that we're back and doing this show together and Sound System FC has restarted and the leagues have restarted and onward and upward. Let's, let's cue up that uh, Byron goal-scoring music and roll out on the show. Here it is. Lewandowski. Lewandowski. <laughs>
For Bo Byerly, I'm Lawrence Scott. Thank you for joining us here on Sound System FC. Byron scores again. 